What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and today marks a historic day in the land of Mind Over Macros. Mom, for sure. In the land of mom, we have a historic moment upon us, which is a new segment on the show. If you've been a regular listener and you're subscribed and following as you should be, because that is the most important thing in the world to me, is that you subscribe and follow the show wherever you listen. You probably noticed there was a notification of a new episode on a Friday, which is very strange because typically episodes come out Monday and Wednesday. Well, now we are doing a brand new segment called The Coach's Compass. Every Friday, The Coach's Compass is basically, like it sounds, a compass for coaches. How do you get into the space? How do you become a great coach? How do you build a business? How do you manage a team? How do you show up on social media? How do you establish yourself as an authority? How do you create a world-class customer experience? These are the things that I feel like I can communicate effectively about because I've done it and I'm doing it. and I've made a ton of mistakes along the way. My business is five years old. And I've been in this industry for over 10 years. I've seen some shit in my day and I feel like I can add some value. And I just think that the more quality coaches that we have out there, the greater the impact that we can create, the more lives we can change. And that's really what this is all about. Any coach who gets into the space, anybody who decides that they want to be a coach and help others, it's because of our own personal experience. Oftentimes, we, we went through our own transformation story. We fell on hard times. We had our, you know, hero's journey where we had to overcome a lot of setbacks and trials and tribulations to get to where we are. And then it's like, man, if I could just help one person avoid all of that shit that I went through, it would be worth it. And that's typically why we get started in this space. So I think we need to empower more coaches to do what they do. I think it's one of the most important professions out there. Anytime you're influencing or educating or transforming, I think it is the, the most beautiful gift in the world. So if I can pay it forward and I can help coaches who may be suffering from imposter syndrome or just wondering, can I make this a living? Can I do this full time? How do I build a business? Should I build as a solopreneur? Should I build a team? What should I offer? So every single Friday, we're going to touch on different elements of coaching and building a coaching business. So I would also love to hear feedback. I, I know there are a lot of coaches that listen, and hopefully there will be a lot more with this segment every single week. Uh, but what I would love is to get some feedback from you guys as to what topics you would like covered on this segment of the Coach's Compass. Just message me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And let me know if there's something that you're struggling with. Um, this will be applicable for coaches at all levels. So sometimes we're going to be talking about, you know, getting into the industry as a brand new coach. And then other times we're going to be talking about higher level concepts for established coaches who may have a team and already have an established business. It'll vary, but I want to know what is relevant to you, the listener, because that's what matters to me, the communicator. Um, so first and foremost, Please, 
If you enjoy this segment, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It, it really means the world to me, and I love getting feedback and uh, seeing and you know reading what your thoughts are, and then also message me on some topic ideas. And of course, subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. So for this first edition of The Coach's Compass, I wanted to talk about getting started because I remember very vividly when I got into the industry and I started out as a personal trainer and was kind of finding my way. And then when I discovered my passion for nutrition, it was like this fire inside of me. And I remember telling Mel, who was working out at the gym, we were, we were close friends at the time. I was training her and a group of five women every, every I think it was Monday through Friday. Uh, it, must, it must have been three days a week that they were gone. Maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they were at 5 a.m. And we would just chat and I would be like, I'm so passionate about nutrition. I don't know if I can be a nutrition coach. Like, I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm going to make it happen. And she was like, I have no doubt that you will. And, and I started working with her uh, on her nutrition and she was getting amazing results. And, and, and then I just started like researching as much as I possibly could about nutrition coaching, doing all the certifications. And I ended up getting hired for $50 a week. That's what I was getting paid, $50 a week uh, when I first started as a nutrition coach for another company who shall remain nameless because we did not part on the best of terms. We had some some differences of opinions. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Um, if if you know that full story, it's a kind of a shitty story, but we'll save that for another day. Anyway, so I remember just feeling like this is something that I have to do because I had so many of my own personal struggles with nutrition and losing fat and gaining it back and you know the story that we hear over and over again from our clients like that was me I lived it I suffered from it body dysmorphia which I still struggle with poor relationship with food poor relationship with exercise trying to hate myself lean so eventually when I found my way and it was a coach that really helped me uh the first coach that really transformed my relationship with food and exercise was Christian Thibodeau. And um, I was like, I got to figure this whole nutrition coaching thing out. I, I was I was falling out of love with the in-person training and program design and doing all of that stuff. It just like the nutrition lit me up and the training was like, yeah, I know how to do it. I'm okay at it, but it's not, it's not what I want to be doing on a daily basis. So I get hired uh, $50 a week. And basically I was just, you know, actually I should, I should give credit in the beginning of the journey with that company, it was, it was more personalized. And then just gradually over time, it became more automated and more templated. And uh, it was very cookie cutter. But in the beginning, we did have a little bit more freedom to coach people the way that we wanted to coach people. And so if you're a brand new coach, or you just want to know how to become a coach, the first thing is this, you have to be able to get results, right? And the best way to get results is by actually working with clients. And you kind of have to find your own philosophies and principles and things that you stand for and things that you stand against. I think in the beginning, we don't want to rock the boat, right? A new coach feels like, well, if I learn something and I disagree with it, then I can't say anything because 
I'm a new coach and I don't know any better. And I get it. I understand the, the fear of entering a new space, but you kind of have to find your way and start to accumulate beliefs and principles and philosophies around nutrition, training, lifestyle, things of that nature. And it will evolve over time. And that's the most important thing. Um, when I first became coach, I was very much a calories in, calories out believer. Flexible dieting, if it fits your macros, just eat any food you want. It doesn't matter the quality of your food choices. Just hit these numbers and you'll be good. And that evolved over time because of firsthand experience. So when you're first starting, you might not have a big list of, of principles and philosophies, but that's okay. What you want to do is you want to educate yourself. So I recommend the starting point is just get some kind of certification. Uh, NCI level one is a great starting point or precision nutrition. But I think NCI level one is probably a little bit better because of the application side of things where I think PN is very, let's just say like more educational without how do I implement? I think the implementation side is superior on NCI. And, you know, this is coming from somebody I've done probably 15 certs in my career. So uh, there's a lot out there, but you can't go wrong with NCI level one as a starting point. But then you want to just actually put it into practice. One of the things that I used to do as I was learning is I would just implement everything that I learned right away. So I had people at the gym that I was training and I'd be like, hey, is it cool if I offer some feedback on your nutrition? And some of the stuff that I was learning from my certifications, I would just do it and then see what their feedback looked like. And so the whole reason why I shift, I, I shifted my philosophy from very like calories in, calories out focused to more behavior change and psychology focused was because of working with people. When I was working for that other company, I noticed that almost everybody was struggling. And this was a company that had thousands and thousands of members and almost at like conservatively 99% were struggling. And it always came like every time I would ask questions, it always came down to mindset and lifestyle, meaning like their environment or their personal preferences or trying to, you know, eat in a way that doesn't align with their family dynamic or it was, you know, certain habits that were hard to break. Everything that I listened to, it always came back, it always circled back around to psychology. And that was what led me down that path. And I was like, great. So there's this missing piece. Like we're so focused on the physiological effect of food that we're forgetting that humans are emotional beings that think. We are emotional beings that think. So it led me to create this pillar and this belief system around psychology, psychology of behavior change, the psychology of goal achievement, the psychology of transformation. I, I got obsessed with learning the ins and outs of why we do the things that we do. What happens when people self-sabotage? Uh, what happens in the brain when we make commitments to ourselves and we don't follow through? How is confidence built? How is self-esteem built? Uh, all of these different dynamics of, of psychology, what are methods of effective communication? How can you 
um, present information and communicate in a way that is more likely to land. I, I got really obsessed in understanding the percentage of people that were successful in achieving their goals. Like what made them different? How did they think? How did they behave? What were their habits? What were their, what was their mindset like? And that became the foundation that became a, a rock and a pillar of my own coaching process and my coaching philosophy, which then I inserted into pop. And even the pop philosophy has evolved over time. And we've, and we've gone through several iterations because I wasn't happy with like 70% success rate. And then when we improved to 75, 80%, I still wasn't happy. And then when we improved to 90%, I still wasn't happy. And now that we're where we are, which is somewhere in that like 90, 95% success rate, I'm still not happy because that sucks that there are still people that don't reach their goals. Even, even a small percentage, it still eats me up. So we'll continue to try to reinvent and iterate and reiterate. Uh, but the point is, when you learn something, you have to apply it and then you have to get feedback and listen and then adjust and see, does this still match my philosophy? We have to be willing to challenge our belief system. So if right now you're like, low carb is the way to go and this is my belief system, that's great. If you want to start putting clients on a low carb diet, but be open to the feedback and the communication from the clients that you're working with. So the first step is get some form of education, NCI level one, precision nutrition, some kind of a certification to get you started. Then start working with people. And you're like, well, how do I find people to work with? You literally have a network and you offer it for free to anybody and anyone that's willing to listen, even if they're not committed. Because here's the thing, you're going to say, oh, well, if I take people on for free, they're less likely to follow through. Yeah, that's true. The higher the price point, the higher the level of commitment. Like that has been proven by research. Um, there was a great study that showed uh, a $500 program versus a $5,000 program. And it was the exact same program in the $5,000 program uh, exceeded the results of the $500 program just based off of price point. Because when people pay that amount of money, of course, they're more committed. Of course, they're going to follow through. There's more on the line. So yes, when you're taking on clients for free, without a doubt, there's, a, there's less incentive for them to actually listen and follow through. But guess what? That is the best learning opportunity to see if you can practice communication skills. Because the number one challenge that you're going to face as a coach, the number one challenge is compliance. As a coach, the thing that you will struggle with the most is compliance. So getting a situation where non-compliance is highly probable is a great way to jump into the deep end. I would say after you get your first certification, you start implementing right away. Take on five clients for free or three clients for free. You want to have more than just one because there's not much that we can gather from an N of one. Trust me, when I, when I started working with Mel, she was a hyper responder. So I used that N of one to be like, well, everybody's going to respond this way. And I started doing the same thing with other women in the gym and they were not getting the same results. And I had to question my belief system, which then allowed me to reiterate. So an N of one is a little bit flimsy, but 
three to five clients for free right away. Stop waiting. Stop waiting until you accumulate. Like you've already learned something. You went through a certification. You already learned something. Implement right away. That is the best, the best possible way that you can absorb that information is to do it. I do this with everything. Anything that I consume that I want it to stick in my brain, I listen to it. I say it back and I'll usually say it like I'm on a walk. I'll either say it to myself or I'll say it to Mel if we're walking together. And then I teach it like immediately because that tells me that I know the material and that I've actually absorbed it. And if I can't teach it confidently, then I have to go back and listen to it again. That's the process. So you get educated, you start to implement three to five clients for free and start to develop your own method, your own philosophy, your own belief system. You have to know what you stand for and what you stand against. Because if you don't know what you stand against, then you're going to be talking to nobody. There is a a psychological trigger that we all have where we want something, but there's also so many other options out there that sound really appealing because there's brilliant marketers all over the place and they know how to touch these, these emotional trigger points. So we're always in this mindset of like, yeah, this thing sounds great, but there's this other thing over here. If you don't know how to speak against the other thing over here, you can say how great your thing is until you're blue in the face. But if you don't know how to speak against that other thing over there, then it's going to be really challenging for you to convince clients that they should work with you. That is a future-based problem. It's not something to worry about right now. As you are getting started, just start, just begin the process of developing that belief system of what you stand for and what you stand against, but be open to evolving it and allowing it to change over time. So you've got three to five clients for free. You're going to learn the struggle of non-compliance. Start to test. This is the best time because they have no skin in the game. Test out different ways of communicating. Talk to them about why they're not following. You can be as blunt as you possibly can with, with those clients. Like, what are they going to say? I'm canceling. Okay. You're not paying anything. <laughs> have fun. Cancel away. Like there's nothing in it for them and you have nothing to lose. So be as transparent and open as possible. Be like, Hey, I'm trying to get better as a coach. What is it about this plan that you can't commit to? What is it about your life right now that is making it difficult for you to follow through? Ask the difficult questions. Now, when you start to coach clients in, in a more traditional sense and it's a you know paid agreement, you have to really know effective communication. Um, you should probably read the book Motivational Interviewing, which will help with asking the right questions. But when you have nothing to lose and it's a free client, Get bold, ask difficult questions, probe, find out what's going on mentally, find out what's going on in their life. What is holding them back? You will start to learn so much just from listening. Active listening with the intent to understand, not with the intent to respond. Active listening will teach you more, probably more than any certification will, is actually working with clients 
and actively listening to them and asking the right questions will teach you more than most certifications will. So just begin. And then as you start to evolve your methodology and your belief system, you can also expand your skill set. Your skill set should be developing skills based off of client needs. If you're like, shit, I really struggle with understanding how to write effective programming, just as an example, then develop that skill set if that's something that you want. Or you could outsource it and tell them, you know, there's a great programmer, so and so, and send them there. Or if you're like, I really struggle with effective communication, learn that skill set. I really struggle with keeping clients keeping clients compliant. It's a tongue twister. Learn that skill set. And it is a skill set, by the way. If if you're sitting there and you're like, well, my clients suck, they don't comply, that's probably your fault. It's probably your fault. Not always. It's easy to play the, oh, well, they just, they suck. They don't want this. They don't want this as bad as they say they do. It's always easy to play that game. It's not as easy to look in the mirror and to be like, where am I lacking from a skill set perspective? And then start to develop that skill set. But you have to be honest with yourself. It's it's pretty to me at this point in my career, I can tell the difference of a client who just wasn't ready and is not committed and they're not ready to change versus we fucked up. It's pretty easy to tell the difference where it's like, no, this person is struggling to stay compliant because of something that we're not doing. Um, so identify the gaps and, and develop skill sets around that, which will also evolve, which will help to evolve your belief system and philosophies and continue to refine it. You should have a pretty specific process that you go through with every client, even though most coaches, when I say that, they're like, yeah, but everybody's different. Yes, everybody's different. Everybody's different. However, there are principles that apply across the board. Like if I were to say, everybody should probably be eating mostly whole quality foods. You wouldn't be like, no, everybody's different. Some people should only be eating processed foods. You probably wouldn't say that. Everybody's different, of course, but you should have a process. Not, don't, don't confuse this with like automation or a template or some kind of a formula. It's not a formula. It's their principles. So I'll give you an example. A principle could be priming your metabolism, which is a principle of what we do at POP. So priming your metabolism, we do with every single client, but it looks different in application for each person. The overarching principle is you want a well-functioning metabolism. Tell me any individual that does not want a well-functioning metabolism. It's really straightforward. The principle is sound across the board. In application, it's different. So do you understand the difference between saying, oh, well, everyone's different, so I don't have a process because it's totally unique to each person. Right, I get that. But there are principles that apply across the board. For example, everybody wants a well-functioning metabolism. We have a, a, a process called lifestyle integration. Everybody wants to know how to do this for life, how to make sure that this process suits their lifestyle, how to still enjoy their lives while they're doing this. These are principles that apply across the board. If somebody says, 
I don't want to do this forever. I just want to do this for a month because I need to get lean in 30 days. And then I don't care what I do after that. Then we're not the right fit for you. There's probably somebody else that will take your money that will starve you and send you on your way. Not us because we believe in forever. We believe in the lifelong pursuit and the lifelong plan. So start to develop those principles that apply across the board. Being able to help people with, you know, what do I do with, you know, is your client somebody that travels a lot? Is your client a high stress individual, a CEO? Like understand who you like to work with. Um, that's another part of this process where when you're taking on clients for free, not only are you listening and actively listening and understanding and building your own philosophy, but you're also learning who you want to work with. If you don't have that figured out already, that's another part of this free process where you've gotten yourself educated, started to apply it right away by working with people. You started to listen and understand their struggles. And you're starting to get a sense of who do I love working with? Who is my dream client? Who are the people that will see the most amount of success? Don't say that you're for everybody. You're not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. There's no coach out there that is for everybody. There is something that is for everybody. You're probably, you have no idea what I'm about to say. It's going to come right out of left field, but there is something that is for everybody. And that something is Paleo Valley beef sticks. Listen, if you're a coach, you know how it is. Coaches, when we, when we travel, we travel with all of our supplements, our powders, our, you know, post-workout, our protein powder, our bars, everything. There is nothing better to travel with than Paleo Valley beef sticks. They are the only grass-fed, grass-finished beef stick on the market. The only, because most beef sticks claim grass-fed, but that just means that the, the cattle, the cows were fed grass at one point in their lives, in their lives. It's not real grass-fed, grass-finished like Paleo Valley beef sticks. Uh, and they don't go through the same like preservative process. They do a fermentation process, which is better for the gut. It's the best quality beef stick, period. If you travel or if you just need a convenient protein snack, they're my favorite. I have one to two every day. Mel's son always eats them. Um, it's just a convenient source of protein whenever you need it. And especially when you're traveling, my favorite flavor is the maple bacon. It literally is like heaven. It's like a little pancakey, syrupy flavor. The maple part, so good. And you'll get like six grams of protein per stick. I think some of them have seven grams depending on the flavor, but you can go to paleovalley.com slash popfam, paleovalley.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M and get 15% off. You actually get 15% off all of their products just by going to that URL. You have to go to that specific URL, paleovalley.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M. Try the beef sticks. They're my favorite. Um, I also use their electrolytes every single day, twice a day. And the lemon-lime flavor is my favorite. So highly recommend electrolytes. As coaches, you already know the importance of hydration but not just water, also sodium, potassium, magnesium. So try their electrolytes. And then they have a ton of other products, but uh, a couple of the ones that I personally use, their superfood bars and their chocolate bone broth protein powder. 
uh, which is delicious. You can add it to your shake. You can make it warm. You can make it cold. Um, it, it's a really good flavor. And again, as a coach, you should already know the benefits of bone broth and, and what that does for joint health and gut health. And um, it's it's nice to be able to have that in a, in a powder form. They also have a, a organ complex. If you're somebody that's a little bit grossed out by eating liver um, or organ meat, but you know that it's the most Again, the most nutrient-dense food there is, then you can get a complex from Paleo Valley that's uh, just a pill. And um, it's got that like freeze-dried liver and it doesn't taste bad. It's it's actually pretty uh, benign and, and flavorless. So uh, something else that I've been using. But look, start with the beef sticks, start with the electrolytes, and then spread your wings from there by going to paleovalley.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M. And I expect at the next conference, when we all see each other, I don't know what the next conference is is that I'm going to be at, but whenever that happens, I expect to see everybody with their beef sticks and thanking me for the shout. So, um, so yeah, you, uh, you develop the philosophy, you develop your principles, you develop your frameworks for how you create results. And you also want to develop an awareness around who you best serve. Who is the client that lights you up? Who do you enjoy working with? Who can you best support? And if you are not, if you don't have the skill set, right? Again, going back to skills, if you're like, I really want to work with perimenopausal women because that's so close to home and my own personal experience, whatever. Or you're like, I really want to work with athletes and, um, or former athletes or whatever it may be. There's probably a skill set in there that you, that you need to develop. So, um, perimenopausal women, you have to understand hormone health. You have to understand gut health. Uh, you have to understand metabolism. So start to develop the skill sets. Go seek out education. And if you don't know where to look, ask somebody, ask me, ask a, you know, a mentor, a coach. It's, it, you would be shocked. There's so many amazing, brilliant coaches and educators out there, and they're very generous with their time. If you just ask the question, I promise you will get an answer. So, um, that's kind of the formula. Like I wanted this first segment and I know that there's some people that are, are way beyond this point and I, and I totally get that. Um, I'm hoping that there's still some value that you can extract. It's kind of like this. Like when we talk about the super basics with clients, sometimes they get bored, but we're like, yo, you got to know this stuff, right? Like Steph Curry still shoots free throws. He still does the layup line, right? Like LeBron still does the layup line too. They're not too good for layups. They're not too good to practice free throws, okay? Or I should have used Joel Embiid since he's the MVP. Hopefully, he can get himself healthy. But uh, anyway, they're not too good for the basics. You're not too good for the basics. I'm not too good for the basics. There's, it's always a reminder of where it all began, but like the lessons in that process, which are if you don't know something, get yourself educated on it, but then put it into practice. Don't wait. Stop waiting. Just put what you learned into practice and then you will develop your philosophy, keep an open mind and be willing to change that philosophy and then understand who you best serve and who you want to serve and then understand the gaps that exist in being able to best serve that client and get yourself educated in those areas. From there, we actually have the foundation to building something. Whether that is a small roster of clients, it's all dependent on you, right? Just like clients will say, I want to lose 
10 pounds, or I want to build 10 pounds of muscle, or I want to increase my deadlift by a hundred pounds, or I want to run a marathon, or I want to look better naked, or I want to drop a hundred pounds, whatever, like their goals are their goals and we don't judge them. Just like your goals in business are your goals in business and we don't judge them. You can say, I want to do this and just keep a small roster of 10 clients and that's it. Or I want to do this and I want to build a massive team. Or I want to do this and I only want to train groups or you know do a group coaching program, whatever. I only want to do challenges or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Your goals are your goals. So as you have built this foundation, then you get to decide what you want to make of it. And um, maybe that will be the next segment on the coach's compass. But I guess it depends on what you guys want to hear. I would love to know if this was helpful in any way. If you like the idea of the coach's compass, if you think that it's a terrible idea, by the way, if you're a client and you're listening, amazing. You're ahead of the game because you're going to learn the ins and outs of this process from the coach's mind, which will help you as a client. Even if you have no desire to be a coach, this will still be valuable. That's my hope. Let me know if I'm delivering. You you will not offend me. I get I get nasty messages all the time. The trolls on Instagram are real. Some of the responses to my emails are funny as hell. It, I will not be offended if you're like, yeah, this was terrible. It was useless. I got nothing out of it. Just tell me. Be straight. Let's be honest with each other. Uh, let's keep it real. And uh, hopefully this helps. And I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>